is the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hello, friends. How is everybody feeling today? Hope you brought your blanket or your snuggie or your hoodie or whatever to work with you and Want to go ahead and throw out an apology in advance for these snivels into the microphone. But uh, regardless, hey, feeling good. we got a couple of hours to kill here on the Workday Red Zone, and we appreciate you spending your Tuesday with us. Thanks, as always, for tuning in on the Ticket Radio Network, 95.3, KNEA, 970 AM. Give us a little bit. We'll add more. But that's the places you can find us right now and also online at 953theticket.com. A reminder as well. That you can always take us with you on the go, and that's uh, pretty easy. Just search for the TuneIn app there in your app store, and then once you get that downloaded, search for KNEA, and then once you're all set there, well, hit play. All you got to do. If you want to shout at us today, that's also pretty simple. 870-930-3776 is the number on the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications, and then uh, we're on. Facebook and Twitter. Facebook.com slash the ticket radio is one place to find us. And then at Kara underscore Richie is another. Got a poll question posted for you today by using the hashtag WDRZ. I am Kara Richie. I'm joined in studio by producer Rod James, who I hope to goodness brought a jacket to work. I'm, I'm today. wearing a hoodie now. Okay. <laughs> I walked outside today. It's, it's, what's it, 30 degrees in October? Arkansas is the weirdest place for weather, isn't it? It's, I did, I did check. We're up to 44 on okay. the day. Okay. Okay. We're at least 10 degrees warmer than we were because I woke up this morning. I, I knew we, it was going to be. I thought I was going to have to build a fire in the office. Oh, yeah, I, I did not. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my desk would go up pretty quickly, yeah, but yeah. turns out I needed to hold on my bobblehead, so right. maybe yeah. maybe not right now. Uh, look at what we got coming up today in addition to hearing from, from Ryan and I. Also, uh, coming up in the second hour of the program, in fact, at his regular weekly time of 1.30, voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, is going to swing by and join us in studio. So, as always, going to be looking forward to that chat. In the meantime, some of the news and notes that we're going to throw your way today. Flashing back to yesterday, we saw the Sunbelt Conference release its preseason coaches, polls, and all-league honors. A-State well represented on those teams, by the way. Uh, while we were with you yesterday, we did talk about Kia Patton earning a first-team nod ahead of her senior season. Lauren Pendleton, who of course was last year's league freshman of the year, earned a spot on the third team. And the women's team was selected ninth in the Sunbelt coaches preseason poll. On the men's side of things, it was junior guard Caleb Fields earning a third-team recognition in the mean, the men's squad, excuse me, was tabbed 12th. So the women went through their women went through their media day uh, Q and A today with Coach Destiny Rogers and uh, sophomore Lauren Pendleton. Tomorrow it'll be the men uh, with Coach Mike Bellotto and Caleb Fields that are going to be on the podium. We'll share some notes from that coming up. Later on, an additional basketball news. Do you want to continue to mention Boots and Ballers featuring the A-State men's basketball team is going to be this Thursday at First National Bank Arena. So tickets are available through the Red Wolves Foundation. You can find out more info 
at astateredwolves.com. Meanwhile, looking ahead, future game times have been announced for both the Red Wolves and the Razorbacks. A-State's contest in Jonesboro on October the 29th against South Alabama is now going to kick off at 3 p.m. It's also going to be a nationally televised game on ESPNU, and of course you can still hear it on 107.9 K-Fine and around the EAB Red Wolf Sports Network. Meanwhile, Arkansas is going to face Auburn on the road on that same date. They will kick off at 11 a.m. Several other topics we'll dive into today. Uh, but we'll get to all of those in a moment. In terms of the KavanaughCars.com question, I guess I'm just kind of not completely over feeling miserable from the weekend. So, uh, so I want to throw this out there. This is more a big picture sports fan question. Not necessarily particular to any one team. Not necessarily particular to any one sport. But I'm talking to you, fellow sports fan. What feeling is worse? Watching your team getting blown out early with absolutely zero chance of a comeback or watching your team lose late. Which one is it? Which one makes you more miserable? Uh, for the A-State fans, would your answer be different if I ask you this question following week two or, you know, right now today? Of course, week two was when Arkansas State went to the shoe and there was a pretty sizable score differential between what Ohio State put up and what Arkansas State put up. Whereas, of course, we all know how Saturday unfolded and it squarely lands in the lose late category. So, right now, if you're an A-State fan, it might d depend a little bit on, on recent perception, recent events. But uh, this is not, again, not strictly for the A-State faithful. And this is not even necessarily strictly a, a football question. When I say your team, I mean whether that's your football team, your baseball team, your basketball team, heck, your hockey team, your pickleball team. I'm going to run out of sports real quick, so I'm going to stop there. But, again, uh, it could depend on what sport it is. I'm also curious, you know, can you learn more about your team from one of these answers or another? Or does it even change depending on what part of the season it is? For example, in football, if you get out, if, if you end up getting blown out early and it is late in the season, for example, you could end up throwing in some young guys that might be redshirting and get them some decent game reps in a situation where you might not normally be able to if it was close. On the flip side, you know, if a team gets blown out early, you do have to wonder about maybe more of the intangibles. Is the team going to give up? Are they going to look defeatist? You know, what can you actually learn about your team when they're going out and they're just getting pommeled? Right now, again, because I think this question is... Uh, well, I, I know I interact with more more of the A-State faithful on social media, so I'm sure there's more A-State faithful uh, responding to this. But right now it's about two-thirds to one-third uh, with you all saying that losing late is a much worse feeling as a sports fan than getting blown out. But I tell you what, uh, confession. I think we asked this question about four years ago or so. Because, I mean, spoiler alert, I, I, I recycle questions a lot. Not, not like weekly or even yearly. Just from time to time to see how maybe your opinions 
have changed. So we're going to compare it to the last time we asked and see if this poll is a little bit different, again, because of what unfolded on Saturday. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll take your thoughts on it here. In fact, uh, for most of this hour, brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors, we're going to have open phones at 9303776. So uh, looking forward to your responses on the Right Fiber Hotline. Uh, but uh, we'll go ahead and step aside for our first break here. Come back and dive into some more A-State talk. And in fact, today we're going to focus a little bit on Hoops Media Day. Earlier today in New Orleans, we'll tell you some of the notes from that right here when we come back. Keep it with us on The Ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Life goes by crazy fast. Nobody's got time for the crazy hassle of trying to sell a car right now. Now's not the time to be crazy and wait.
Stay sitting in an un uncomfortable chair. Uh, if you need an upgrade there, you can shout at David Martin Office Interiors. Maybe you need something a little bit more complex, like an entire cubicle setup. Well, once again, you can shout at David Martin Office Interiors. They're at 870-972-0180. Again, 972-0180. Uh, we're extending the misery just a little bit more. Um, after what was uh, a fairly depressing show yesterday for obvious reasons. But today, it's not necessarily due to a particular outcome or a particular team or sport or anything like that. This is just a general generalized question for you, fellow sports fan. What feeling is worse? As a sports fan, we're watching your team get blown out early with no chance of a comeback or watching your team lose late. Several of you have already voted on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. And uh, you can vote on the poll there. Some of you have already commented as well. And we'll check in on those comments coming up later. Meanwhile, I hope you guys are starting to think hoops thoughts. Because all of a sudden it is it is that time. Uh, in, in the pro sports world, NBA action tips off tonight uh, with a couple of games. And then tomorrow we'll see the Grizzlies hit the court for the first time. Uh, in college, of course, we've still got a few more weeks to wait, but action has really, really cranked up this week. We saw both the men's and the women's preseason Sunbelt polls drop yesterday. More leagues today announcing their preseason polls. AP preseason poll uh, coming out. And so just uh, a lot going on basketball-wise uh, in Jonesboro. You know, Boots and Ballers, we've already mentioned, is coming up Thursday. And then Friday night, uh, there's going to be the scrimmage. To go and watch for the A-State men's team to start looking ahead and getting ready for this upcoming season. And then once you get into the first week of November, that's when uh, exhibition action tips off. And it, it's going to be full go after that. So I, uh, if you're like me and you struggle to multitask, especially when there's a lot of different sports going on right at the same time. Well, this is this is like your uh, this is your warning that it's all that it's all coming up. Uh, so just brace yourself accordingly. I thought, uh, I, I think it's great, absolutely great this year that the Sunbelt Conference is doing a media day for both the men and the women. And I'll have more on the general event in just a little bit. But of course, uh, bright and early this morning, 9.15, in fact, Coach Destiny Rogers, as well as sophomore guard Lauren Pendleton, went through the media Q&A. Of course, they were asked about the preseason poll where the Red Wolves are picked ninth, and it was just kind of a ho-hum you know saying we don't really look at it or maybe we'll use it for motivation but it's certainly uh, preseason polls I think in this day and age are just even more worthless than <laughs> than maybe a couple of years ago and it's certainly not like they dictate the outcome of anything anyways but in the past you know coaches would would look in media members as well you look at what you got coming back and Make your expectations, base your expectations upon who returns. Well, nobody's going to have any returners anymore. I'm being a little overdramatic there. But with the transfer portal now, these teams, the, the roster shuffling, especially in collegiate basketball, is going to be insane. Because the roster shuffling in collegiate basketball before the portal was already insane. Before the portal. You were already looking at 700, 800, 900 men's transfers in a season. So you're already looking at about three per team anyways. And now <laughs> that number is, is going up. Uh, looking at this women's team, obviously 
like A-State's going to return um, some really good talent, some really good talent that can that can shoot and and take care of the basketball and attack a little bit inside and, and draw fouls. And if you go back and you look at A-State stats from last year for the women's team, uh, they're, they're in the top of pretty much any and all offensive statistical category. And... I think that's relevant for this year because, of course, you got to the end of the season. There were only about seven seven players on, on that team, and a lot of them that were doing the heavy lifting were the freshmen. So I feel like you can look at what happened last year and, and make a good comparison. But A-State was close to the top in, in all of the different scoring categories. And then they were close to or at the bottom in all of the defensive categories. So this team's going to be able to score. This team's going to be able to shoot. Who is going to defend? Who is going to make sure this team gets stops? Who is going to make sure uh, this team gets rebounds? Those are the two biggest questions for the A-State women's team. I did find it interesting that both Coach Rogers and uh, Lauren said that this team is going to shoot it more from, from long distance. And if you go back to last season, nobody in the league made more threes than A-State. But it sounds like they're going to even ramp that up a little bit more. And by the way, it wasn't just volume there. For the A-State women's team, they also led the league in three-point percentage. So it was quality and quantity in terms of their long-distance shot selection. And so, in theory, we're going to see more of that this season. Uh, So many newcomers. So many newcomers. Uh, Going through here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine newcomers. And I'm counting a couple of players as players who were uh, either... Injured or not able to get eligible last year. And so that they're, they might not be newcomers to A-State hoops, but they're newcomers to us as fans. Good luck. Good luck ever again for the rest of the portal era trying to make accurate preseason predictions. That's why I can't really even argue. I mean, 12th for the men's team seems low, but one, you're replacing a top five player in your program history. And two, you've got so many new faces. So I am, uh, you know, a few years ago when A-State would be picked low in polls, I might have a little beef with the belt. Eh, I can't ever say that again anymore. (laughs) There's just no way to know. There's just really, really not. A lot of interesting storylines around this men's basketball team, but of course none bigger than than how is this team going to replace North Shadow Mirror. Um, it's not going to be with a single person, obviously. I, I don't think anybody... <laughs> there's not many guys out there, period, in college basketball that can have that kind of production from a, a scoring and rebounding standpoint. It's going to have to be replacement by committee with some of these bigs that Mike Bellotto, uh, had uh, went out and got in the offseason. But I'm also interested in just kind of how Caleb Fields is going to lead this team. This is Caleb Fields' team. It's, it's not a question. He's been starting since he was a true freshman. In terms of the leadership, you know, he's kind of been waiting in the wings behind Marquise Eaton. This is Caleb Fields' team, and there's zero, zero doubt about it. He started in every game last year. He averaged seven points, four rebounds, four and a half assists, and a steal per game. Led the team in assists, third on the squad in steals. Third in the league in assists, fourth in assists to turnover. So this is a big year, fourth year junior and the unquestioned leader in my opinion on who is this uh who's who's going to be in charge of this team on the on the court now i need some help 
And I'm curious which one of the new guys could step up and assist there. But again, this is this is his team. Uh, with the men's preseason uh, teams and, and things like that, of course, that came out yesterday afternoon. So uh, that was after the show. We haven't really uh, dived into it yet. Again, Fields with third team preseason all Sunbelt honors. And you look at the preseason poll where A-State was picked 12th. They, it's, it's kind of a low bar. I mean, they did not get a lot of votes, to be honest with you. Uh, ULM, dead last. Southern Miss, not expected to have a good season. But then there's A-State. You know, they got 48 total votes on the flip side. The Raging Cajuns got 109. Clearly, uh, the top pick in the preseason poll by, by a bit. They got 10 of the 14 first-place votes. So, A-State will have a lot of work to do to open some eyes around the league this year. But, uh, again, uh, the women's team went through some Q&A today. Hopefully, we can bring you some clips of that tomorrow. And then the men's team are uh, going to be taking the podium tomorrow at 9-15. Or I say the men's team, but, again, it's going to be Mike Bellotto and, uh, and Caleb Field. So, I'm looking forward to following along with that. Switching gears and looking at A-State football here for a moment. Uh, first things first, we mentioned the time change coming up on October the 29th. You know, kind of get on, uh, kind of on autopilot, I guess, as an A-State fan in the sense that typically if it is a home game, you can almost always expect that it is going to kick off at 6 o'clock from the beginning of the season to the time change, which is always like the last weekend in, in October. So, typically, you would just expect this to be a 6 o'clock game. And then, of course, at the time changes, the, the home kickoffs move to 2. But again, coming up on Saturday, the 29th, against South Al, that game's going to kick off at 3 o'clock. And it's going to be on ESPNU. Selfishly, <laughs> selfishly, I, I love this one. Um, I like the mid-afternoon kickoff time. I just get, I get antsy sitting around my house all morning waiting on A-State football to start. Now, I don't know if I necessarily would like an 11 o'clock kick, but I like that mid-afternoon window. Get forced to have to actually clean your house if you've got all of these hours between when we wake up and when the game kicks off. 3 o'clock, it's a little bit different. So we'll be looking forward to that one. Um, you know, today's question asking you what feeling is worse as a sports fan, watching your team get blown out or... Watching your team lose late. Uh, as frustrating as <laughs> Saturday was, uh, the players certainly have not given up. Not that, not that you would think that they would, but Kamon Bennett did put out a tweet yesterday evening saying, quote, Red Wolf Nation, we better to make this bowl game happen. I stamped that, end quote. The players are still having that mentality publicly. That, hey, we can still do this. We can still win four out of these next five. Close out strong and have something good happen at the end of the season. So they got the belief. And, you know, where they lead, the rest of us as fans are going to follow. So if they get there, this fan base will be there. But getting there is, of course, um, going to be an adventure down the stretch. Some news today. In terms of football, and uh, great news here, Johnny Lang Jr. was named a midseason All-America by CBS Sports. And, of 
course, they have their first-team offense, first-team defense. And then where he gets the honor is as an AP special teams selection. And I know I'm a little biased, but I think they picked a good one. Uh, Just what he's done in the return game really is remarkable. He ranks third nationally and tops in the Sun Belt in terms of all-purpose yards per game. But he also ranks eighth nationally, leads the league in kickoff return action average. And again, he just continues to impress in the sense that every single game, every single kickoff, a lot of times these opposing teams, well, if they're smart, they'd kick it out of the end zone. But a lot of times, you know, they kick it to the one or just a couple of steps deep in that end zone to where Johnny Lang has to make that split second decision of, all right, would it be smarter for me to call a fair catch and have my team start at the 25? Or would it be smarter of me to go ahead and run it out and see if I can pick up a couple yards, get us to the 27, get us to the 30, get us somewhere better than that? And he has to make that decision just a split second every single time he fields a kickoff. And more often than not, in fact, way more often than not, he's made the smart decision. And it's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why the special teams unit ranks so highly. And he's been a key piece of that. Uh, Also on a special teams note, I saw a tweet earlier that got my attention that I want to share with you guys. But somebody went around and compiled the list of uh, true freshman kickers in the FBS. There are only 11, period, by the way. Guess how many of those are still perfect on the season? One. And it is A-State's Dominic Zavada. In fact, when you look at all kickers around the country, there are four total kickers at the FBS level that have attempted at least 10 field goals and they are perfect on those and still perfect on extra points. Four. Zavada is one. He is the only underclassman on that list. So, again, still an impressive start there, uh, no matter how you want to look at it. And I'm, I'm still waiting to just see, you know, how much of a leg he's got. I'm ready to see him boot one from 50, 52, 53. I'm ready to see him have an opportunity in, in crunch time late in the game in, a, in an important kick. He's passed all the challenges so far that A-State has put in front of him, but he hasn't had those opportunities yet, and I want to see how he handles it. Uh, other notes uh, from today. The depth chart is out for the coming week at Louisiana. Uh, no change. Really, I'm just... I don't know why I mentioned that every week. There's genuinely no depth chart news ever. <laughs> After... Uh, After Memphis, when they had to replace Robert Holmes on the depth chart with Noah Smith, that's been like the only change I think we've seen the entire season. So again, Butch Jones uses the depth chart as just a loose suggestion as opposed to a hard guideline. So uh, it's out. You can find it. A-State Nation retweeted it. It's in the game notes at astateredwolves.com. So if you really want to pour over that depth chart, you know, be my guest. But it doesn't change. Doesn't change at all. One other thing about the game notes this week. I know that I think everybody's kind of tired of of hearing and talking about improvement with this team because, again, the the place that all of us now want to see improvement the most is is in the uh, win-loss record. But it's still just absolutely staggering the difference between what A-State did last year and this year, particularly in terms of, of defensive numbers. 
Uh, if you get to, uh, if you've got the game notes or you want to go sift through the game notes, there is a comparison in just FBS stats only between, you know, the six games against FBS opponents last year and the six games so far against FBS opponents this year. Last year, in those six contests, A-State had given up almost 2,000 total rushing yards. 2,000. More than 330 a game. And this year, they've given up less than 1,000. 930. 155 yards, uh, rush yards per game. So, <laughs> uh does the defense still have work to do? Yes. And honestly, I think those metrics maybe just show how bad, bad last year was. Maybe even more than showing how the improvement is this year. But but uh, I thought those were, were interesting. They continue to just get my attention. Kind of kind of wild there. Uh, but I tell you what, uh, we'll go ahead and step aside here as we continue this hour. Brought to you by David Martin, Office Interiors. A question again. What feels worse as a fan? Getting blown out? Or seeing your team let one get a, get away late. We'll have phone lines open during the break at 930-3776. We'll be right back after this on The Ticket. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Are you thinking of buying or selling land? Then you need a land specialist. Whitetail Properties land specialist Chris Bennett is a Northeast Arkansas top land agent and would love to talk to you about why landowners trust him to market and sell their property quickly for the best possible price. Whether you're looking to buy or sell hunting land, farmland, or a rural home, Chris has the experience and expertise to help you capitalize on the current land market conditions. Call Chris today for a free no-obligation market analysis of your property or for a private showing of some of the finest properties in Northeast Arkansas. Call Chris Bennett, 870 or visit whitetailproperties.com. Attention shoppers, everyone's favorite flea market is back this Friday and Saturday, October 21st and 22nd at the Greene County Fairgrounds. That's right, the Southern Flea Market, formerly the Memphis Flea Market, will be in Perigold this Friday and Saturday. Open 9 to 5 on Friday and 9 to 4 on Saturday. The Southern Flea Market features all of your favorite vendors from the Memphis and South Haven Flea Market. A $2 admission fee is good for both days. Don't miss out on the biggest bargain and fun. It's the Southern Flea Market this Friday and Saturday. Saturday at the Greene County Fairgrounds in Paragould. Halloween is just around the corner, so make American-made General Store your ultimate candy stop. The name says it all. Everything you see in our store is manufactured in America, including our candy. Come in today and get your new shipment of gummy eyeballs, gummy body parts, juju pumpkins, and chocolate-covered Halloween pretzels. American-made General carries over 5,000 American-made products from almost every state. Come shop one of our locations in Pocahontas, Brooklyn, Rogersville, and Conway for your next trick-or-treat. Prices are falling at Car Today. And now is the time to get the best savings on late model, low mileage cars, trucks, and SUVs. Because at Car Today, we say yes. No credit, bad credit, or bankruptcy. No problem. We will get you approved. 
because we know bad things can happen to good people. And all of our vehicles come with our peace of mind package included. We offer free warranty, free oil changes, debt protection, sales tax financed available, and satisfaction guaranteed. Plus, when 10 people you refer buy a vehicle from us, we will pay off yours. Get to Car Today, where we say yes. On Stadium in Jonesboro or NEACarToday.com. Prices still on the rise. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB New Market Report. December corn at 678 and a half down five with March corn at 684 and a half down five and a quarter. November soybeans 1374 and three quarters down 10 and a half with January soybeans 1383 down nine and three quarters. December we did 841 and a quarter down 19 and three quarters. March we did 859 and three quarters down 19. December cotton at 8187 down 122. March cotton at 8114 down 85. November rice at 1654 and a half down 12 and a half cents with January rice at 1689 and a half down 11 and a half. Moving on to livestock now, October live cattle 148.15, up 27.5. With December live cattle 149.62 and a half, up 42 and a half. October feeder cattle 174.85, up 10. With November feeder cattle 177.97 and a half, up 157 and a half. December lane hogs at 86.50, up 155. With February hogs at 87.72 and a half, up 175. That's your EAB New Market Report brought to you by Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC, field tested and farmer approved. Seeing agriculture at work all around us is like seeing hope in action. Farmers and Merchants Bank helps farmers and ranchers every day with production loans, equipment, real estate, and more. And we know finding the right lending expert is vital, too. That's why we now have our lenders and their areas of expertise right on our website, mebanking.com. Farmers and Merchants Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender, growing with agriculture. Let's say you're presented a stock which yields a guaranteed 82% return. You'd put your money in it, right? That magical stock is called Farm Radio, and for our advertisers, it is pure gold. 82% of farmers listen to their trusted farm radio station at least four days a week. The moral of the story? Farm Radio pays dividends, and both the listener and the advertiser lived happily ever after. This message brought to you by the National Association of Farm Broadcasting. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan with you. Continuing this noon hour, brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors. An hour away from a conversation with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoll. Looking forward to that. In the meantime, the phone lines are open on the Right Fiber hotline. Fiber Communications, Right Fiber, an internet provider that is different in all the right ways. No contracts, no hidden fees, and you get unlimited data. You can see if it is available for your area at rightfiber.com. And, of course, that number is 930 3776. What feels worse? Watching your team get blown out early or watching your team let one slip away late? That's the KavanaughCars.com question. Uh, meanwhile, in terms of, uh, you know, big things going on right now, we talked about Arkansas State women's basketball being at Sunbelt Media Day in the previous segment. Again, uh, the men will go through the Q&A process tomorrow. In terms of uh, the men's representatives, Mike Bellotto and Junior Caleb Fields. But I, I I love the fact that the Sun Belt is doing this. This is the first time they're doing this. Of course, uh, football, they've done for years and years and years and years. 
but this is the first year doing basketball and the only thing I, I do have a little bit of a criticism with it you know with with the football event you one it's it's happened every year so you kind of already know that it's it's coming with the exception of course uh the year following COVID when everything was wonky everywhere in regards to everything uh, but otherwise, you know, this event is coming up, you know, kind of when it is, you know, what the game plan is going to be. And so, you know what to expect. Uh, this is the first year for this. And they kind of notified everyone about three weeks in, in advance. And so that's just uh, a little bit tough to make the plans to be there, especially because, you know, all the people that attend this are, are sports people. And, and what's going on right now on the calendar? Well, football and everybody is busy as heck. So making the time to arrange a trip to New Orleans is a little bit easier said than done. Now, again, I, I'm being probably a little bit needlessly critical. Um, they'll continue to do this, and, and next year we'll know. And maybe one of these years we can bring you that coverage live from New Orleans, which will ultimately always be the goal. Whenever A-State is there, we want to be able to, to be able to cover it well. But uh, not this year. In the meantime, uh, they do have you know the, the coverage that I watched all morning. On ESPN Plus looked great. Of course, they showed both uh, the player and coach Q&A sessions. And then they also have a different, you know, uh, more kind of low-key uh, studio conversation that was really good as well. And I enjoyed watching those uh, about several teams and, and not just A-State. I guess my only complaint about the lineup is I, I would have liked for Keith Gill to be on the podium at some point. Uh, because, of course, he does, prior to the football media day, kind of gives his state of the Sun Belt address. And I would like to see a state of the Sun Belt basketball address. Because when you look at what this league has going for it right now, I mean, league football is good right now. You know, last week's losses, you know, notwithstanding, you know, you don't have a, a undefeated team anymore. It's going to be tough to get a team in the, the um, Group of Five Access Bowl. But it's still a good league. And when you go and you look at the numbers, there's a lot of people who think once all of this shuffling is all said and done, that it's going to be the best group of five football league. It's certainly, and look, it's going to overtake the AAC once they end up with FIU and FAU and UNT and everything. The Sun Belt is going to be a better league. It's only competition at that point in time, if things continue, kind of like they're, they're continuing now, it's going to be with the Mountain West. Baseball? The diamond sports in general, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. Baseball coming up this year, the Sun Belt's probably going to be the second best conference after the SEC. Now the gap between those two is still pretty big, but phenomenal baseball is going to be happening this year. Phenomenal softball too. I know that's not as relevant to to those of us around Northeast Arkansas right now, but it's going to be a great league for that. So, what is this league going to do to? Better hoops. The thing is, a win in the NCAA tournament is is significantly financially lucrative. For every game you play in, you get an extra two million bucks. Now, this is for your conference. It doesn't necessarily all it did. Very very few conferences let it all go to the team that's participating. But the Sun Belt has been in really tough situations over the past few years and, and been in situations where it's just about impossible to get a win. The past two years, men's basketball has gotten a 16 seed. Has not got better than a 14 seed since 2016. And that was Little Rock, 
who is a 12 seed. And guess what they did with that 12 seed? They went out and pulled off a first-round upset. The last time the league got two teams in was 2013. And those were Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky. They ain't even in the league anymore. So what's going to be the strategy moving forward to make Sunbelt basketball better? Because it's not a good conference right now. Or at least it's not perceived as one. And perception means a lot. Because the thing that kind of stinks when you're a, a fan of a mid-major group of five con conference, uh, conference is you know your league is better, but that perception hasn't caught up yet. The Sun Belt was a better league than Conference USA in the MAC five years ago. But it took until maybe the season before last, maybe last year, for national perception to ke catch up with that. And when people are handing out seeds and things like that, national perception matters. This is not perceived as a good league right now. It's got to do better, and I'd like to hear what Keith Gill and league leadership is doing to make that be the case. In terms of league football, I did want to look for a quick second today about what this bowl picture is going to look like around the Sun Belt again. Right now, right now this week, the ship has sailed on a uh, Sun Belt team landing in the Group of Five Access Bowl. Pretty much any media projection you want to look at has Cincinnati back in that spot because there are several one loss group of five teams out there and I guess some of them have better losses and better wins along the way and that includes Cincinnati but in terms of the bowl picture Colster's already going they've already got six wins then you've got South Alabama Troy and James Madison all his five win teams Georgia Southern's at four wins they can get there so you've already got several teams that are going to be bowl eligible soon enough. ODU, App State, Marshall, Southern Miss, Louisiana, Texas State. Those are all teams that have three wins right now. And, of course, the teams that are going to need help are, are Georgia State, A-State, and ULN in terms of bowl eligibility because those are all two-win teams. I'm curious how the bowls are going to be handled this year in the Sun Belt because right now this is a league that just has five bowl tie-ins. You're looking at seven or eight teams getting bowl eligible. So that math does not work. But I think they'll be able to get some other bowl bids along the way because Conference USA now, with their significantly smaller conference, is not going to be able to fill all seven of their bowl bids. So there's going to be some moving and shaking and shuffling from ESPN. Is pretty much they own half the bowls now and they get to dictate who goes where and, and plays in what. And they'll find a way to make sure that uh, I think these Sunbelt teams, if you if you get to six, you'll be okay. Every great once in a while we have that year where there's not enough teams who get to six. Every once in a while we get that year where there's too many teams that get to six. But I haven't seen enough uh, conversations about the big picture right now to see which direction this season is trending. But uh, I tell you what, we'll step aside here for a moment. Again, the KavanaughCars.com question, what feeling is worse as a sports fan? Watching your team get blown out early or watching your team lose late? We'll come back and look at some of your feedback before we wrap up this noon hour. Brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors right after this on The Ticket. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. 
I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Denver Broncos have a lot of issues. Russell Wilson is banged up. Coach Nathaniel Hackett continues to make questionable decisions, and the team has lost its running game, including star running back Javante Williams to an ACL. That made this season tougher for the Broncos, but those aren't Denver's only issues. The Broncos do have talent, but they continue to be their own worst enemy. Go back to week one. Poor clock management forced Denver to attempt a 64-yard field goal against Seattle. The team's Monday night matchup against the Chargers, no different. Denver was up 14-3 at the end of the first quarter, but it allowed L.A. to hang around, and once the Chargers made the game interesting, Denver crumbled. The Broncos came into the season with actual Super Bowl aspirations. The team has been hampered with injuries, but the self-inflicted wounds aren't helping either. And until the team can find a way to limit those mistakes, this disastrous season in Denver will only continue. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. From the four corners of the globe, the world's greatest set their sights on one goal. The Breeders' Cup World Championships coming to iconic Keeneland this November 4th and 5th. Over two days and 14 championship races, the pinnacle of international thoroughbred racing will put the most jaw-dropping, heart-pounding spectacle before your very eyes. Coverage begins Friday on USA, continues Saturday on USA and NBC. Visit breederscup.com slash 2022 to learn more. This message is brought to you by Discover. Did you know you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help regularly remove your personal information like your name and address from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And they'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more. Discover.com slash online privacy protection. That's discover.com slash online privacy protection. The third annual Pink Warrior 5K Race and Walk will be held Saturday, October 22nd. A survivor parade will be held at 8.30 a.m. with a race officially starting at 9 a.m. at the St. Bernard's Health and Wellness Center. Registration for the race is $30 with each participant receiving a shirt, goodie bag, and bib. The event will feature sponsored tents and booths, water stops, entertainment, a photo booth, survivor tent, and more. Individual registrations are available or friends, colleagues, and families can join together and create a Pink Warrior team. All proceeds from Pink Warrior events support breast health services to individuals across the region. 70% of the proceeds support breast cancer programs at St. Bernard's, while 30% of the proceeds are distributed as grants to breast health programs across Northeast Arkansas. The third annual Pink Warrior 5K Race and Walk is Saturday, October 22nd. Be a warrior for those you love and register today at GoPinkWarrior.com. That's GoPinkWarrior.com. At Mr. T's, they know football games start way before kickoff. And that's why Mr. T's is your tailgate party headquarters this football season. Get 30 packs of Bud, Bud Light, Coors Light, and Miller Light for just $20.95. And Bush and Bush Light 30 packs are just $19.69. Plus, Mr. T's has the largest selection of beers and wines from around the world, all at the best prices. So make the game-winning drive across those Kahlua-colored waters to Mr. T's at Riverside or Mr. T's Express in the Curve at Red Onion. And as always, Mr. T's reminds you to drink responsibly. Mr. T's at Riverside. Central Chevrolet Cadillac is Central Satisfaction. What is Central Satisfaction? Making sure you get the best deal on your next vehicle and award-winning customer service after you buy. Get 1.9% financing for 60 months on new 2022 Chevy Equinoxes. How about up to $3,000 off a new 2022 Chevy Silverado? And supplier pricing is back at Central Chevrolet. Ask your sales consultant if you qualify. Central Chevrolet Cadillac, 3207 Stadium Boulevard and online at centralchevrolet.com. details.
Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan with you. Phone lines open at 930-3776. Asking you to get a little bit in your feelings today and tell us, what is more of a downer? Uh, watching your team get blown out early with zero chance of a comeback or watching your team lose late. 65% of you say it is much worse to watch your team lose late. And again, I do kind of wonder if this, uh, if this vote is a little bit influenced by Saturday's results, but... We'll continue to take your thoughts. Let's go to the phones. Check in with Wade. How are you? Hey, I'm okay. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for the phone call. Um, we have a 60-inch TV. Uh, we finally sports a couple of years ago, got a nice TV. And so I just felt like I was right there. And as close as I could get and as loud as I could get, scaring my dog and my wife asking me several times if I was okay, you are not able to change or affect the outcome of a ball game. Which is a, a big strength. Yeah, I know. Which is a <laughs> real shame. I've also learned that I'm not able to outcome, uh, not able to affect an outcome of a game by my uh, game day apparel choices. So no mm. matter how much I like a, a favorite shirt or anything like that, turns out uh, it has no no effect on the outcome. It, it just goes to show you life is a lesson just all the way. Just we continue to learn even if we're not in school anymore. Um, that the game Saturday hurt. Um, because in my mind, you know, uh, for me, Southern Miss, and I like Marshall. I'm really excited about Marshall. Um, I don't know that much about James Madison, and I don't know really much anything at all about ODU. So with the new guys coming in, I've been really excited um, to have Southern Miss in the conference because in my mind, that is a, that's a feather, and I'm familiar. Um, and plus, I've been to the stadium, so we go by as we go to the beach. So... I, in my mind, they're maybe just a little ahead of our program. I mean, especially with their tradition. They've, they've had some great – so I thought that was a very winnable game. And losing that one the way we did, that one hurt for me worse. than so, in my mind, um, losing a close game mm-hmm. is is harder than losing one that's not so much. I mean, I, I know going to Ohio State, we're, we're probably not going to win that game. So, But you know that going in. Yeah. Um, I really thought Southern Miss was – and it was was a winnable game, and we just couldn't uh, we just couldn't make it happen. So, no no anyway, argument I'm, here. <laughs> I'm looking forward. To, I guess they'll uh, if they'll be here next year, and so maybe we'll have a better result. So um, that one hurt. Oh, um, on and up on and upward. I guess. Yeah, I guess. that's all. That's all you can do. You know the. Thankfully, you know players players don't dwell on things. You know as as long as fans do they've already put it behind them they've already got a practice in the books this week they've already watched who knows how much film on on louisiana so they're they're good they've moved on it's just it's just us that want to be miserable for just a little bit longer before we can look ahead man it's hard having i mean i'm still glad that we have a you know five or six games left um but it's hard to be optimistic at this point i mean i still am but um you know louisiana will be tough they always are and then South Alabama, even though they're here, South Alabama will be tough. And then, you know, then we get into what would be at our eighth game. And if things haven't turned a little bit by then, then, you know, you're getting deep into the season. So 
Um, we still have a chance for a bowl, but man, it's a mighty slim. We got to we got to play well. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that you know you're certainly not mathematically eliminated from that conversation yet, but you no. are. It's it's it gets harder and harder as a fan to 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 put the W next to your projections moving forward when we've seen this team kind of collapse down the stretch like they have. Right. Well, and the other thing too is you know in years. I apologize, Wade. You were cutting out. You were cutting yep. out there with that statement. Can you repeat it, please? So, did, in years past, mm-hmm. um, as compared to this year with the new teams, the level of competition is just higher all across the board. So, even if we do manage to get to six wins, we could still be setting home, depending on how other teams in the conference and across the country have played. Because, you know, we might have uh, conference mates that are at seven or eight wins that. You know, might not have been the case in the years past. So, we just got to play better. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Go Red Wolves. Thank Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for the phone call. Thanks for listening. We'll have uh, more opportunities for you to weigh in in hour two of the program. In fact, we'll start with some open phone lines. But when we come back in hour two, uh, we'll start looking a little bit around uh, the pro world also. Actually, first thing we're going to do when we come back, uh, Butch Jones, of course, Tuesday has a Q&A session with the local media. We'll look over some of the highlights uh, from that, uh, from tweets that are coming out from uh, Mitchell Gladstone and Chris Hudginson. So we'll get you updated there. We'll also look around what's going on in the pro world. We are, in theory, going to have some uh, baseball tonight. Uh, they tried that yesterday. It was a no-go. But more on that uh, coming up in NBA action officially tipping off. So still a lot more to get into as we've made it through one hour here brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors. We've got a whole another hour of the Workday Red Zone to go. We hope you keep it here with us on the Ticket Radio Network. Well, it's over here Tuesday. Ticket Radio Network Sports Update brought to you by Plans to Tire Service. For the first time in a decade, the Sunbelt Conference holding in-person basketball media days in the Big Easy. Earlier today at Caesars Superdome, Arkansas State women's coach Destiny Rogers and last year's league freshman of the year, Lauren Pendleton, front of the media. Tomorrow at 9.15, it'll be the men's turn with Mike Mulatto and Caleb Fields representing the Red Wolves. The coaches picking Arkansas State's men to finish 12th in the league for the upcoming season, while the women were picked to finish 9th. The SEC holding its basketball tip-off today and tomorrow in Birmingham. The Razorback women picked to finish fourth in the SEC race this season, their highest preseason projection since the 95-96 campaign, reigning national champ South Carolina, the unanimous choice to win the women's title in the SEC this year. And ahead of the season opener tomorrow against the Knicks in Memphis, the Grizzlies waving Killian Tilly and Dakota Matthews to get to the 17-man roster limit. 
Four tires in one hour, guaranteed at Plaza Tire Service, and that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. Pay no sales tax and save at the annual tax-free clearance sale going on October the 20th through the 23rd at the manliest store in Jonesboro, DNW Outdoors. It's that time of year. Save big time with tax-free for the entire store. You heard that right. Everything in the store is tax-free. All apparel, guns, ammo, camo, hunting supplies, and it's all tax-free. Get ready for hunting season with plus tax-free on all shotguns, rifles, ammo, and pistols at DNW. DNW Outdoors is your deer and duck hunting headquarters with waders boots decoys and more all tax-free plus additional savings on select on sale tree stands dnw is your bow hunting headquarters with all bows sales tax paid the biggest sales event of the year is here at dnw outdoors parker road just off the triple nickel bypass open monday through friday 9 a.m to 7 p.m saturday 9 to 5 and sunday noon to 5 dnw big enough to serve you small enough to know you pay no sales tax and save this weekend at dnw it's not October, it's Trucktober at Kavanaugh Ford, where you can save thousands on every new truck on the lot. Like up to $3,000 off all new 2022 Ford F-150s in stock. Or let us treat you by tricking out your truck with a $3,000 Trucktober outfit. Plus, every certified pre-owned for just gets you the Kavanaugh Ford Blue Advantage. That's bumper to bumper and powertrain warranties, 24-7 roadside assistance, and multi-point inspections. See our entire inventory at KavanaughFord.com. So don't let Trucktober pass you by. We're giving you top dollar for your trade and the only dealership discounting new vehicles. Like up to $3,000 off all new 2022 Ford F-150s in stock. Plus, every certified pre-owned purchase gets you the Kavanaugh Ford Blue Advantage. That's bumper-to-bumper powertrain warranties, 24-7 roadside assistance, and multi-point inspection. Going on now during Trucktober at Kavanaugh Ford on Highland and Jonesboro or KavanaughFord.com. Hello, this is Angie Gallagher at United Country Scenic Rivers Realty. I have some great recreational properties for sale right now in the hills of Randolph, Lawrence, and Sharp Counties. Whether you are looking for 5 acres or 80 acres, we have some great properties available. Some even have owner financing. So don't wait. Call me today at 870-219-5159. And you can also check them out on my website at unitedcountryozarks.com. No matter the vehicle, when it's time to service your ride, go to the place that promises an honest job at a fair price. At Purcell Tire and Service Center, whether you're in a heavy-duty truck, a light truck, or a passenger vehicle, Purcell is home to the lowest price around on quality Michelin tires. Plus, free alignment checks on their state-of-the-art Hunter alignment machine. And every Tuesday is Ladies' Day at Purcell, where all ladies get an oil change, tire rotation, and brake inspection for just $37.95. Call 972-TIRE and visit Purcell Tire and Service Center, Parker and Caraway Road, Jonesboro. This is KNEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome you back to the Workday Red Zone as we've made it an hour through our Tuesday. But, of course, that still means we've got a whole additional hour to go at 1.30. It's going to include a conversation with the voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. So we are looking forward to that. Of course, prior to joining us, 
Stoltz usually uh, heads to Butch Jones' Tuesday press conference. So we'll look at some notes on that here in just a moment. A little off topic, but today, a very, 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 very important day in sports history. On this date, all the way back in 1873, the first rules for intercollegiate football were drawn up by representatives from Rutgers, Yale, Columbia, and Princeton. Never thought I would be grateful to Rutgers for anything, but yet here we are. Uh, so uh, if that day doesn't happen, who knows? Who knows what we're talking about right now? Do we break down cricket matchups every week? Are we all just like super diehard fans of lacrosse? Be fascinating to think about. We're not going to talk about it anymore, though. We're going to move on it throughout the KavanaughCars.com question. What feeling is worse? As a sports fan, watching your team get blown out early or watching your team cough one up late. Uh, of course, that's what we saw Arkansas State do on Saturday against Southern Miss. And Butch Jones has, uh, of course, touched on that a little bit in some of his comments today. And a couple things I will read here from the media members in attendance. And, of course, one question that everybody has is, you know, what what's going to change here in these upcoming games to just help this team close it out? And this tweet is from Mitchell Gladstone, where he reports that, quote, Jones says that given the number of inexperienced players playing important snaps, he and his staff need to do a better job putting those guys in position to succeed. End quote. Now, coaching staff is probably not going to share specifics with us. But one thing they are going to do, uh, again, according to Gladstone, there have not been officials at practice. And so he's going to have some of his younger coaches working as refs this week get those guys just a little bit more used to uh, the whistles along the way. Now, penalties, honestly, this season, they they haven't been significant. It's not like A-State went out and pulled an Alabama this weekend, had 17 penalties in the game. They're kind of middle of the pack when you look at, at penalties. I'd just be interested to know how many of those penalties are in the fourth quarter and how many of those penalties come in the previous three. It's not necessarily an overall penalty issue. So you can't pin that all on the youth. And, of course, you flash back to the week before against James Madison. And A-State went through that entire game and did not have a single penalty. So it certainly it, it can play clean football. It is just uh, not something that has been happening in these high-pressure situations down the stretch. Uh, Jones as being reported by Chris Hutchinson of Region 8 Sports, uh, did say that he was impressed by the team's approach yesterday. Quote, we are making a tremendous strides. We are here to win. It'll come at some point, in quote. Other notes from the press conference. You know, he did, uh, he has touched again on the fact that This team is a little bit beat up, and they're not going to get an opportunity to rest until the 10th week of the season. And it does not look like we'll have a ton of injury updates 
but he does say he anticipates learning more about injuries as the week progresses, including to players like James Blackman and AJ Mayer and who knows who else. I feel like I feel like after playing seven straight weeks, there's probably about eighty percent of the team injured. Maybe we'll get specifics, maybe we won't. Kind of just is what it is uh, at this point in time of the season. Again, there were no changes to the depth chart. But that is just a very, very loose guideline for Butch Jones at this point. When we look ahead to tomorrow, we'll start looking, of course, at the Ragin' Cajuns. Of course, the, the big thing there, the talking point that I think we all know so well about this series, because it's been played every year for so long, is just the fact that for so many years, it was completely dominated by the home team. And then the Cajuns got really good under Billy Napier, so then it was just dominated by the Cajuns, period. And now you're trying to snap a 12-game losing streak to the Cajuns at a place where you just don't win. You don't win there. In fact, you have to go back to 2012, the last time Arkansas State was able to get a win in Louisiana. Of course, that was uh, a game that a lot of us, or at least I, kind of think of in my head as the, the run-it-again game. The game where Gus Malzahn just had his running backs run it over and over and over again, and they continue to have success over and over and over again, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it, and A-State ended up with a 50-27 to victory there. Prior to that, goodness gracious, I feel like I'm scrolling forever. I'm trying to find the last time A-State won in Lafayette prior to 2012. I guess y'all just talk amongst yourselves. Oh, 1992. No, didn't have to go back that far. You know, only exactly three decades ago. So again, this is just not, <laughs> not been a place where A-State has found success. Now, this game is close more often than not. Three out of the last four years, it was decided by a touchdown or less. You know, last year, even with as much as A-State had struggled, they played the Cajuns to within a point. The year before that, even though the Cajuns were a much better team, that game was just decided by a touchdown. So, you know, A-State has been in it as of late. But this series, kind of so similar to the big picture with this season in the sense that how do you get over the hump until you've gotten over the hump? Last year, A-State did a lot of things right in that game. And... Still cannot come out on top, especially from a defensive perspective. If I'm recalling correctly, that was game seven last year. So A-State had had just an absolutely horrible, no good, very bad first half of the season. And then that game against Lafayette is kind of where they had the turn. Now, it didn't show up in the win, in the win column, but we started to see significantly better stats from that point on. And the Cajuns game was, was kind of the one it turned on. But... If this season's going to turn on the Cajuns game again, it's it's going to have to do so in a much more significant way. It, it can't be statistical improvement because, one, we've already seen that significantly from A-State on defense. has to be 
with a win. We'll start learning more about the Cajuns, of course, as we go on throughout the week. We'll look at stats, players, and their new head coach and, and all of that. But uh, 9303776 is the number to call. Let's look at some of your responses here on social media to our KavanaughCars.com question because some of them kind of cracked me up a little bit. Uh, but we're asking you to, you know, think about your misery today and tell us if you feel worse after watching your team get blown out or lose late. And looking at uh, Peter's answer, he says, quote, blown out without a question. You can at least hang your head high on a good enough performance if you lose in a game that you're in. There is nothing worse than just being completely outmatched, end quote. Aaron says, uh, as an A-State fan, I'm used to them coughing up a win and losing a game late. Unfortunately, no lies detected this season. But uh, he continues to say it's worse when you go in hoping to win and then getting blown out early. Game is over before it started. Um, you know, I guess at least A-State hasn't been in that situation, you know, this season. I don't think there's been a, there hasn't been a game where I was like, oh, A-State can absolutely definitely come away with a win where they've just gotten crushed from the get-go. At least you have still have that optimism there late in the game. So, have not seen at this point one of those outcomes from A-State. We'll continue to take uh, your thoughts on this. You can vote on the poll at Kara underscore Richie. Or by using the hashtag WDRZ. And of course, uh, phone lines are going to be open during the break at 930-3776. We'll step aside for a moment. Uh, a lot of stuff coming up tonight in the pro sports world. We've got basketball. Excuse me. We've got, yeah, we've got basketball. We've got baseball. Uh, some, some high stakes games coming up. We'll talk on that when we come back here on The Ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on the Ticket Radio Network. Attention shoppers, everyone's favorite flea market is back this Friday and Saturday, October 21st and 22nd at the Greene County Fairgrounds. That's right, the Southern Flea Market, formerly the Memphis Flea Market, will be in Perigold this Friday and Saturday. Open 9 to 5 on Friday and 9 to 4 on Saturday. The Southern Flea Market features all of your favorite vendors from the Memphis and South Haven Flea Market. A $2 admission fee is good for both days. Don't miss out on the biggest bargain and fun. It's the Southern Flea Market this Friday and Saturday at the Greene County Fairgrounds in Paragould. A few years ago, a friend of mine was going to town to have lunch with the president of a college that he supported. He was stopped for speeding and the trooper asked for his driver's license and Jim said, I don't have my driver's license, they're in my billfold at home. The trooper asked why his billfold was at home. He said, I'm having lunch with the college president and the last thing you want to take with you is your billfold. Best price, best service. Glenn Sane and God bless our kids. Craighead Electric Cooperative. You know us for the power we deliver. Electricity connecting 31,000 members in eight counties covering over 2,100 square miles. Our cooperative family is committed to safely harnessing, directing, and connecting all of our members across Northeast Arkansas with reliable power that connects us all to the future ahead. Craighead Electric Cooperative and empowered by Craighead Electric. It's what we do every day. At Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway in Paragold and Hilltop in Jonesboro, we have you covered whatever the project. Gazaway Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks in your neighborhood. Grilling season is here, and Gazaway Ace is your outdoor cooking headquarters with name brands like Traeger, Weber, The Big Green Egg, and Blackstone. Get free assembly and free delivery now at Gazaway Ace on Hilltop in Jonesboro and Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway in Paragold. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. 
Go Keswick. The great taste of 1812 pizza that you've enjoyed for years in Manila and Jonesboro has made its way to downtown Paragol. That's right. The newest 1812 pizza location is now open at 223 North Pruitt Street in Paragol. And they're bringing the area's best selection of pizzas, sandwiches, and salads with them. Dine in with them downtown or enjoy it at home with carryout. There are now more ways than ever to enjoy 1812 pizza on Race Street and Hilltop in Jonesboro and now at 223 North Pruitt in downtown Paragol. Eat local with 1812 Pizza Company. Colson Group USA is the largest manufacturer of caster and wheel products responsible for the most trusted and highest quality mobility solutions available in the world today. Colson Group is looking for qualified individuals to join our team. Colson Group has an opening at their Monette location for a manufacturing engineer with some plastics and injection molding experience. Apply today. Visit our website at colsongroupusa.com and click careers tab. That's colsongroupusa.com and click careers tab. Colson Group USA is an equal opportunity employer. Central Toyota is Central Satisfaction. What is Central Satisfaction? Making sure you get the best deal on your next vehicle and award-winning customer service after you buy. Central Toyota has new 2023 models arriving daily, but they're selling quickly. Come in and reserve yours today. Central also has a great selection of certified pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Central Toyota is Central Satisfaction. 3305 Stadium Boulevard and online at centraltoyota.com. Crack screen on your phone or tablet. It's going to be okay. It happens. Get it fixed up and protected at Cell Phone Station in Jonesboro. For all screen repairs on your smartphone, tablet, iPad, or Apple Watch, call 203-0993. All iPhone screens replaced in 20 minutes. Oh, yes, just 20 minutes to have it back looking like new. While you're there, check out Cell Phone Station's selection of phone and iPad accessories, shock-resistant and waterproof cases, tempered glass screen protectors, chargers, pop sockets, wallet cases, and slim covers for most phone models. Generic OtterBoxes start at only $25, and they're always buy one, get one free. Come on by. Get your iPhone fixed in just 20 minutes at Cell Phone Station. We buy and sell AT&T, Verizon, and Straight Talk phones. And make sure you ask about our custom engraving and embroidery, all done in 20 minutes. Cell Phone Station in the Highland Shopping Center at the corner of Red Wolf and Highland in Jonesboro near Fuji Steakhouse. Cell Phone Station, home of the 20-minute iPhone repair. Get your iPhone back glass fixed now at Cell Phone Station. Go by for details. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. 15 minutes out from a conversation with voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. Looking forward to catching up with him today, getting his thoughts on Southern Miss. Of course, what's ahead as the Red Wolves get set to take on Louisiana this weekend as well. But uh, we'll table the A-State talk for just a moment and shift our attention to the pro sports world because uh, a lot going on today. One, there is hopefully, finally, should be, a game five in the ALDS tonight. It's been a minute since I felt like I felt like Yankees and Guardians was going to wrap up like on Saturday, and here we are Tuesday, and this one is still scheduled for this afternoon. Three oh seven, by the way, if you want an excuse to not pay attention to anything this afternoon in the office, uh, that's when these two teams get underway. It is in New York, and last night postponed by rain which I think at one point they were talking about maybe starting the game at like 9 30 or something and eventually they just said no we're gonna we're gonna scrap it and move on I think the craziest thing about this one is the schedule is going to be a nightmare for whoever does advance 
the winner will have to go play in Houston tomorrow night. And thanks to that schedule, the winner is going to have to play three games in four days in three different cities. So either New York, Houston, back to New York, or New York, Houston, Cleveland is where the winner is going to go, depending on whether the Yankees or the Guardians uh, come out on top. It's uh, It would be, of course, a pretty epic storyline if, if the Yankees won for the fact that, of course, this would be a rematch of the ALCS in 2017 when Houston was going through their sign-stealing scheme. There would be some interesting <laughs> interesting storylines with that. Probably a lot of fans in attendance Maybe not inside, but outside, beating on some trash cans. Uh, tonight, you also get, you know, what is a game that was already scheduled in the NLCS, and that was San Diego and Philly, although I don't know how many people had San Diego and Philly in, in this matchup or had one of these teams picked to make it to the World Series, and one, of course, obviously, definitely will. I, I still don't know if I've wrapped my head around whether or not I like this playoff format. Because one big storyline, of course, is you've got some of the teams that had the most success in the regular season already out of the postseason. There are no Dodgers. There are no Mets, no Braves, no Cardinals. None of your division winners on the National League side advanced to the championship series. And there's... Two different ways to look at that. One is, you know, you have all this success in the regular season. You certainly better be able to to back it up in the postseason as well. But I just, I don't feel like Major League Baseball knows how to reward its division winners and, and how to do it fairly and, and accurately. One, it's always going to be a wonky bracket when you've got three divisions. That's not an even number. Three does not fit into a bracket fairly. And so that's always been a little bit of a mess from the get-go. But I just don't know if baseball's ever figured it out. Because if you're going to make the regular season so long and so grueling, there has to be a significant reward for winning your division. And I really don't think a bye week is a significant reward. I feel like so much in baseball has to do with momentum and timing. Do you still have your timing if you sat around for a week? Now, there are other reasons, certainly, that teams like the Phillies and the Padres have success. One, I mean, they're good teams. You have to be a good team, period, to get to the postseason. It's not like these are teams. It's not like it's the Reds that's still in this thing. But I just don't know if, if baseball has quite figured it out yet. Uh, tonight's NL. Uh, CS game one's going to start at seven. Again, the AL, the final game of the ALDS at three or three oh seven, uh, seven oh seven oh three <laughs> for tonight's contest. Zach Wheeler, you Darvish, your pitchers for that one in San Diego. Uh, it should be fun. I'll watch a little bit of that, no doubt about it. I think I'll, I'll watch a little bit of baseball tonight, just simply for the fact that thank the Lord there's not the Denver Broncos on television tonight. I, I don't know why. Monday night football is just determined to be so bad this year, but it 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 is, and I am really 
not terribly interested in seeing any more Russ Wilson in primetime. He, I, I don't know what's going on there. I don't think he's washed or anything like that. But the, the Broncos went out, <laughs> gave up a lot for him, and he just has not been good. He was he completed his first 10 passes. You go back to those first two drives last night, it looked like Denver really had something going, and, and they were finally going to get it together, and it was going to be a great and well-played game, and it was not. Ended in a 19-16 loss to the Chargers. Neither team was very good at moving the ball, particularly in the second half. The only thing I ended up impressed by was the Chargers kicker. who kept making those kicks and then falling to the ground because he was, he was kicking on a bum leg. That was like the only impressive thing about last night. It certainly was not that poor rookie who ended up with four pass interference flags. Certainly was not Denver who ended up with 150 yards worth of penalties. Monday Night Football is just, it's it's been, it is... It has been bad. But again, uh, today's Tuesday, so no worries there. Uh, if you're not a baseball fan, not interested in watching that tonight, then, well, you got NHL action, or you can watch the NBA tip-off tonight with the 76ers at the Celtics or the Lakers at Golden State. I'm probably going to watch a little bit of the Lakers tonight. 9 o'clock is when that one gets underway on, on TNT. One, they've got some of the stu- the, the goofier uh, storylines for... <laughs> For this upcoming season, mainly just trying to figure out how how Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook are going to cohabitate on a roster. I mean, I guess they did it during the preseason, but these guys kind of hate each other. In in the offseason, it kind of sounded like LeBron hated Westbrook and was trying to find ways to get him out of there. All kinds of trade rumors in the offseason. It didn't happen, so now everybody has to function together like one big happy family. Of course, they have to do that in Brooklyn as well, but that one doesn't tip off tonight, so we're not going to talk about it. But also, I'm curious with these Lakers teams, uh, with this Lakers team, excuse me, what the role is going to be like for Austin Reeves, the former Cedar Ridge high school standout. He had, I think it's fair to say, a rookie year last year that exceeded any and all expectations, except for maybe his mama's. Uh, you just you just don't expect an, an undrafted guy to go in and be able to contribute in the way he did. You know, he had some of those huge game-winning shots. Throughout the course of the season, they just put him on the court more and more and in more and more high-leverage roles. And uh, he just he just really had a, a good rookie year. Now, of course, the thing is, is he can continue to improve, will continue to improve. So I'm curious what that means for his minutes. The Lakers rotations for things like that coming up this year. Hopefully, hopefully, it means a ton more opportunities. Hopefully, when I'm watching that Lakers game tonight, I'll get to see a lot of them. NBA had a really interesting offseason, by the way, which there's always, there's always drama in the association. But I feel like maybe there's been a little bit more off-court drama this year than than just like free agency drama, you know? The NBA is great on, like, manufacturing drama when it comes to signings and, and banana boats and everything else like that. But you had, you know, an owner that got forced out. You had a head coach 
that is suspended for an entire year. He had a punch from Draymond. And those are things that were all a little bit more significant than some of the drama that we we typically enjoy as fans in terms of, you know, KD trying to get out of Brooklyn and L.A. trying to get away from Westbrook and, and things like that. It should be a fun year in the league. And we'll talk a lot more about the Grizzlies tomorrow as they get ready to tip off their season then. But no shortage of storylines entering the 22-23 season. By the way, if you're a fan uh, not just of the association, but of the broadcasters and TV shows that cover it, um, Inside the NBA on TNT is going to be around for years and years and years and years. There was a little bit of a storyline this summer with Charles Barkley, uh, perhaps talking about taking his talents to live golf. But he is back at TNT with a new deal. And not just him, Ernie Johnson, Kenny Smith, Shaq, they've all signed new contracts. And details have not been made public, but these are reportedly 10-year contracts. So these guys are going to be at it for a while. Now, I don't necessarily know what that means for Chuck if this is a 10-year contract. He's been telling people for years that he was going to retire at 60. And he's 59, so the difference between those two numbers is not 10. But we'll see. I, I personally enjoy watching those guys. I, and I love inside the NBA. I can't really say that I, I love the NBA as the league, but I love their coverage. They just genuinely have a good time talking about the league and interacting with each other. And you can see that friendship and that camaraderie come across to your living room. And, uh, and I like that a lot, so... Anyways, uh, more on the NBA tomorrow when the Grizzlies get ready to tip off their season. In the meantime, we're going to step aside for a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to chat with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, right after this here on The Ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Quick Lane in Jonesboro is your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, and alignments. Quick Lane is the home of buy three, get one free on tires and oil changes. With tires starting as low as $59 and the everyday low oil change price of $34.99. Plus, financing options are available. At Quick Lane, we also do brakes and alignments for all makes and models. Your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, alignments, and oil changes is Quick Lane. At the corner of Caraway and Highland, next to Tommy's Car Wash. Or call 870-934-1907. Pay no sales tax and save at the annual tax-free clearance sale going on October the 20th through the 23rd at the manliest store in Jonesboro, DNW Outdoors. It's that time of year. Save big time with tax-free for the entire store. You heard that right. Everything in the store is tax-free. All apparel, guns, ammo, camo, hunting supplies, and it's all tax-free. Get ready for hunting season with plus tax-free on all shotguns, rifles, ammo, and pistols at DNW. DNW Outdoors is your deer and duck hunting headquarters with waders, boots, decoys, and more, all tax-free. Plus additional savings on select on-sale tree stands. DNW is your bow hunting headquarters with all bows sales tax paid. The biggest sales event of the year is here at DNW Outdoors, Parker Road, just off the Triple Nickel Bypass. Open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., Saturday 9 to 5, and Sunday noon to 5. DNW, big enough to serve you, small enough to know you. Pay no sales tax and save this weekend at DNW. Don't let your credit stop you from getting your next vehicle. Drive your deal to the max at the dealer financing you, Automax of Jonesboro. 
Hi folks, Greg Stone here. If you need to upgrade your ride, don't worry about your past. Come to AutoMax. At AutoMax, we have financing to fit your budget with affordable monthly payments and low down payments. Whether you've had previous bankruptcies, repossessions, or even foreclosure, AutoMax has financing for you. So when the other guys tell you no, turn into AutoMax, where it is our goal to get everyone approved. And at AutoMax, you can buy with peace of mind in knowing that every vehicle sold in-house comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile powertrain warranty. And as always, AutoMax is giving top dollar for trades, running or not. So push them, pull them, just bring your clunker to AutoMax and drive away in style. So what are you waiting for? Stop by AutoMax today at 3612 Stadium Boulevard. Give us a call at 870-934-9200 or speed up your approval by applying online at AutoMaxJonesboro.com. And hey, we buy cars too, even if you don't buy ours. So if you're looking to buy new, give us a chance to buy yours and ensure you get the most out of your training. Automax, financing you. Farmers and Merchants Bank announces the lobby of our new branch in Jonesboro is now open. The drive-thru is an MVP center with live video tellers 7 to 7 weekdays and 9 till noon on Saturdays. So in addition to our beautiful bank on Highland, you can also visit our new branch at the corner of Southwest Drive and Parker. More MVPs, more ATMs, more me banking at Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC. If you're a mechanic or mechanically inclined with the willingness to learn, Harris Ford in Newport would like to talk to you. For years, Harris Ford has been known to train and employ some of the best service technicians in America, and we're now looking for new applicants. So whether you're a seasoned professional or mechanically inclined with a good attitude and willing to learn, Harris Ford is offering competitive pay and benefit packages. So don't delay and contact Gerald today at Harris Ford, 523-5559, 523-5559. Hiring other AC companies can be risky. Aside from being unlicensed and uninsured, they may not have the skills needed to get the job done correctly. You can trust more air conditioning to do the job right. Our technicians are highly qualified, background check and expertly trained. So next time, forget burning the van and call more air conditioning. 870-336-2023 or visit us at moreac.com. You deserve more. Don't sell for less. Here's NASCAR Hall of Famer Mark Martin. As a race car driver for 40 years, I survived a lot of crashes. Not everyone can run into a wall at 200 miles an hour and walk away. Without a seatbelt, I wouldn't be alive today. Now I'm retired, back home in Arkansas driving my pickup. I'm shocked how many people aren't wearing seatbelts. Why risk your life when it only takes two seconds to buckle up? Take it from number six. Buckle up, Arkansas. A message from the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome you back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan is still with you. Joined now by a voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. Who the voice is coming back. I was about to say, sounds, sounds a little <laughs> bit better than he did on Saturday. I'm glad you made it through. I did make it through, and it, it really, it, it, it's the most helpless feeling during the course of a, a broadcast when you know you're getting sick and you just got to keep talking and all that all that uh, build up to the game and and you know you, obviously you're preparing you're ready for a game and and then friday you feel it coming and i'm like oh no i hope i can make it through the broadcast and and we did but as soon as it was over i'm like i have nothing left and thanks to 
to Bobo. He was able to cover for me on the TV show Sunday. But I didn't have much of a voice the last couple of days, and, and now I'm somewhat audible today. So I'm glad to be with you. I want to start by uh, throwing out our CapitalCars.com question, which is totally not influenced by recent events. But for you, for you, just as not necessarily as, as Matt Stoltz, voice of the Red Wolves, but for Matt Stoltz, sports fan. Yes. What feels worse, getting blown out early in a game and having no chance to come back or losing one late? Oh, gosh. Um I don't know. I, I think that at least you have some – you have a little bit more hope going forward when you lose late in a game. When you get blown out, I, I think that, you know, you're not too excited about the next game or the next week, whatever that may be. But uh, I think that uh, as much as a last-second loss may hurt or, or a last-minute loss may hurt, I think that uh, at least you have a little bit more hope. It was a last second or at least last two minutes loss Saturday, of course, there at Southern under Southern Miss. Just what kind of what were you thinking as that fourth quarter was unfolding? I was thinking uh, this seems really familiar. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we mentioned it during the course of the broadcast the other night. Uh, you know, it was the same scenario, uh, almost exactly uh, the same scenario that it was at Memphis. And, you know, you have a – the football have a pretty good kick return um, gives you good field position with over two minutes to go you're down one and uh, you know a couple of false start penalties on the drive uh, you, you take a sack and um, you know what seemed like a good chance to go down and kick a game-winning field goal you're you're not able to uh, pull it off and I, I just I hate that for our fan base but i hate it even more for our coaches and players because i know they're really hurting right yeah. now and um, you know to happen not once but but twice now in that same scenario and yeah. now three times in the fourth quarter to not be able to hold on to leads um yeah i mean it's really easy to say well this team could be five and two but you know your record also says what you are mm -hmm. and this team's a two and five team right now it, you know you see the improvement we've talked about it so many times this year how much better uh this team is than what we saw on the field last year but uh you know i, I know the whole program the whole fan base everybody around this program is ready to see it uh come to fruition in the terms of uh, of wins and losses and i, I think the most frustrating thing is we're so close, yeah. so close, so many times now, and it just hasn't happened yet. How do you get over the hump until you get over the hump? That's right. <laughs> I mean, how do you get over the hump? And that's the question right now. I think once you do figure out a way to win, and I'll equate this with, you know, one of the biggest wins in, in our history and I think a win that set the course uh, for – uh, a nine-year run, if you will. I mean, it was that win at Western Kentucky way back in 2011 when uh, they just found a way to win that game on the road and, and, you know, they turned it into a conference championship. And, you know, that one win, we've gone back to it so many times over the years, just kind of seemed to get the entire program over the hump. And you just felt it. And um, for whatever reason, 
you know, that's the one that, that we pointed back to that uh, uh, over and over again we've pointed back to as the one that kind of changed the direction of the program. And I think once we do get that win, get over the hump in a fourth quarter of a big game, maybe we can point back to that game and say, hey, that's where it turned back in the right direction. Matt Stoltz here with us in studio, of course. On Tuesdays prior to joining us, you go take in the sights and sounds from Butch Jones. What yes. Is, what has he said about, you know, what happens next, whether that's doing something differently in those games, whether that's helping the team turn the page and focus on what's next. What is kind of what is this team's mindset right now? Well, a lot of the same things we've already talked about. I, I think that the, the attitude continues to be good. This team wants to win. They hurt. They hurt badly after what happened the other night. But he, he also said, hey, look, I know everybody wants to talk about the fourth quarter. There were things we could have done in the first three quarters that that expanded that lead even more. The Red Wolves were dominant in a lot of ways in that third quarter, yeah. controlled that third quarter, but you only had one offensive touchdown to show for it. They, they did get nine points in the quarter thanks to the safety, but you know he felt like the offense should have done a lot more with with that third quarter and built on the lead even more to where it's not – you know, still a, a two-score game going into the fourth. But um, I think just taking advantage of, of the opportunities earlier in the game and then, you know, once you do get to the fourth quarter, you, you've got to win that quarter and um, not not shoot yourselves in the foot. Obviously, um, you know, we mentioned the false starts. He did bring up uh, that first false start once, you know, the Red Wolves got to, I think, the 42 of Southern Miss. And – yeah, there's still uh, over a minute to play at that point. And driving the ball, everything's looking really good. And uh, McKeelan Thomas gets called for the false start. And, you know, it looked questionable. Uh, McKeelan moved after, uh, you know, the defender had come over into the neutral zone. And McKeelan is the one that gets called uh, for the penalty. Coach Jones mentioned in the press conference, and he said, I'll leave it at this. I sent in the video, and McKeelan was right. He did everything he was taught to do. He did everything right. And uh, that leads you to believe that they got the call wrong. Well, look, I mean, that changes everything. If, if that's offsides, then it's first and five at the 37. Instead, you're in first and 15 back at the 47-yard line. So – uh, that, that changes what you do as far as play calling. Uh, you know, obviously, you still have a very good opportunity to keep the drive going, but a couple of incomplete passes, a sack, another false start, and before you know it, it's fourth and 27, and, you know, we're uh, in a near-impossible situation. So, you know, th those kind of opportunities, though, you've got to be able to take advantage of, of – uh, the situation and, and they just haven't been able to get over that hump so hopefully again and we keep harping on it you, you got to be able to turn the corner now I mean there were some good things in that game we've been talking about takeaways the mm -hmm. defense there did too. Get, yeah defense did get a couple of interceptions didn't turn the ball over um, you know James through seven games now has thrown one pick uh, second fewest in the nation I mean it's it's just uh, it's just being able to to take advantage of that moment once you uh, once you get to it and you know I, I, you want it so badly for these guys because yeah. you you see how hard they work on a daily basis.
Looking ahead to Saturday, Red Wolves going to be taking on a Raging Cajuns team that, of course, is in, in year one under Michael Decimo. So how different is this year's Cajuns versus the Billy Napier Cajuns? Not much. I, I think that, you know, Coach Decimo was there before. I mean, and he's tried to continue what Billy Napier was doing. And Coach Jones was asked that same question during the press conference. And he said, really, there's there's not much difference. I mean, they wanted to continue to do what, what coach Napier did so well for mm-hmm. the last uh, handful of years. And I, I think that, um, you know, that they, they may have got over the hump a little bit. We talk about getting that big win, yeah, Marshall, you know, yeah. going on the road and winning the way they did last Wednesday night at Marshall, I'm sure gave them a whole lot of confidence going forward. Now, it's not the same team that, that won 13 games last year. I mean, their their entire offensive line uh, is gone. Now, you know, everybody that, that's there has been able to redshirt and uh, has been able to – I mean, they're, they're a very good offensive line still. But they don't have Levi Lewis at quarterback anymore, who was, what, 35-7 and seven as a starter over the course of his career. Um I don't think they're everything they were on offense, but they're a very good defense. And that's the thing that concerns you when you look at them. They're only surrendering 19 points a game. So this is still one of the better defenses in the league. And, you know, I wouldn't expect a shootout. You know, we saw, what, 20 to 19 the other night. Don't be surprised if it's a a similar score coming up on Saturday. Going to take a real quick peek at that over under i'm just curious now <laughs> just to th- for entertainment purposes only well uh, you know you go back oh, the last 52 you go back the last couple of years and you remember you know two years ago we went into their place mm-hmm. and uh it, we were leading six nothing at the half ended up having to let them score in the final what minute mm-hmm. minute and a half of the game and they won 27 to 20 and um, and last then year, last year couldn't get them off the field. Yeah, I mean uh, that was the 13 win team, and, and still took them down to the wire and lost that game 28 to 27. So uh, it doesn't matter what the records are. We've seen it time and time again with with this rivalry. Um, you should expect a close game, and I certainly expect a close game Saturday. And you know if the Red Wolves are able to get over the hump in this one. Maybe that's the one we we look back to years from now saying, hey, that was a program-changing win. Let us speak it into existence. I'm good with that. Okay. Hey, tell us what's on the podcast uh, that we can look forward to to catching this That's a really good question. We had to push it back a day, so uh, we'll get that information out very soon. And uh, hopefully, um, yeah, my my voice is better today, so I think we're going to record very soon uh our next second to none podcast well we'll let you rest that voice for just a little bit before <laughs> you before you get that underway but uh thanks for hanging out with us today. absolutely hey uh, keep it here with us we're going to step aside for our last break come back wrap things up on today's workday red zone the only sports host around that has a dog named crash davis and when you speak of me speak well kara ritchie on the workday red zone 
Attention members and guests. Live with the Red Wolves, presented by Greenway Equipment, returns Wednesday night from 7 to 8 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join head football coach Butch Jones along with the special player guest and listen along on 107.9 K5. Plus, audience members can win prizes from textbook brokers. It's all at Lost Pizza Wednesday night at 7 during Live with the Red Wolves, presented by Greenway Equipment and sponsored by Crown Limousine, David Martin Office Interiors, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, and Blue Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson. You may not be thinking about putting up Christmas lights right now, but you need to. Why? Because don't you remember your husband falling off the ladder, shocking himself, getting all of the lights up and half of them didn't work? The stress, the worry, get ahead of the decorating by calling Mojo Lawn Care and go ahead and have them put you down for their Christmas light service. Get on Mojo Lawn Care schedule for closer to the holidays so they're not totally booked up when you get ready to decorate. Mojo Lawn Care hangs lights, wraps trees and shrubs, hangs large wreaths. They even get on the peaks of your roof line and then they can store your lights and decorations till next year. Mojo Lawn Care will decorate your house so great for Christmas that the Griswolds would be jealous. But don't get left out. I know Christmas is a long ways away. Or is it? Call Mojo Lawn Care today. Make sure you're on the nice list by getting on their schedule when you're ready. 576-4257. That's 576-4257. And visit ChristmasLightsOfJonesboro.com. Life goes by crazy fast. Nobody's got time for the crazy hassle of trying to sell a car right now. Now's not the time to be crazy and waste time with printed magazines or dead-end seller sites. Instead, contact the crazy car buyer. With crazycarbuyer.com, you'll get top dollar for your car fast and hassle-free. That's crazycarbuyer.com. We buy cars with or without titles, used cars, old cars, like new cars, whatever. We're crazy. We're crazy. So go on, be crazy, get a crazy good price at crazycarbuyer.com. Ah, uh, Fall, cooler temperatures, falling leaves, a crisp breeze, fall storms, broken limbs, down trees. Yard work doesn't have to be scary this year with J&K Lawn and Tree Service. Jason and his crew take the fear out of tree trimming, limb cleanup, and yard fertilization. Give them a call today at 897-1329 to find all the ways they can save your yard from the horrors of falls gone by. That's J&K Lawn and Tree Service, 897-1329. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas is committed to serving their banking customers as well as the communities where they live. And that's why we've invested in a new local call center located in our main office that not only provides provides FNBEA customers with access to real-time support for their banking needs, but also creates opportunities for more East Arkansans to come work with the region's largest independently owned bank. As your hometown bank for 135 years, we're offering convenience and commitment to all our many loyal customers. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, member FDIC. If you're craving a sweet, delicious, mouth-watering treat, head to Crumble Cookies of Jonesboro. Crumble's cookie menu rotates weekly. Hey, Charlotte, tell us about the flavors we can savor this week at Crumble. This week's Crumble specials are chocolate cupcake, dulce de leche, triple berry cobbler, s'mores, classic pink sugar, and, of course, their signature milk chocolate chip. Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro. Download the Crumble Cookies app or go to crumblecookies.com. You'll eat every last crumb. Save big at Central Nissan in Jonesboro, where it's Christmas in October all month long. The Central Nissan lots are loaded with new and pre-owned vehicles with more inventory arriving weekly. Receive a $500 gift card with every vehicle purchase, new and pre-owned. Get the best deal on your next vehicle and award-winning customer service after your purchase. Central Nissan is Central Satisfaction at the corner of Parker and Stadium in Jonesboro and online at centralnissan.net. It's Christmas in October all month long at Central Nissan. 
on. Hey, this is Kay Carlton. This fall on the drive, we're going to do something that never gets done as we shine the spotlight on the guys of the trenches who do all the dirty work up front. That's right. We're talking about the offensive linemen. Join us every Tuesday as we name the more air conditioning offensive linemen of the week right here on the Ticket Radio Network. We'll shine the spotlight on some of the best offensive linemen Northeast Arkansas has to offer and the guy that led their team to a big week on the ground. So join us on Tuesdays at 5 o'clock right here on the Ticket Radio Network as we name the more air conditioning offensive linemen of the week. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. We have hit the home stretch here on the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan with you for one more segment. I do want to say a big thank you to Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, who joined us in the previous segment. Of course, if you missed, you need that chat. It'll be up later on this afternoon at 953theticket.com. That's where we put all of our audio. By the way, we also upload the full show daily. I should probably mention this more than once every three months like I normally do, but two different places you can find it, by the way. If you missed uh, any previous episodes of the Workday Red Zone, uh, our SoundCloud page has an archive there, soundcloud.com slash 953theticket. And then we also make these available as a podcast, so... Uh, if you listen to podcasts through Spotify or through Google or, or some of those other uh, big podcast providers, well, you can find the Workday Red Zone there as well. So multiple, multiple places that you can find it. So I kind of just like zoned out during the commercial break and didn't even find anything fun to talk about here for our last five minutes of the show. So let me do, let me remind you that uh, we do have phone lines open at 9303776. And we will take one more look here. Before we wrap things up at our KavanaughCars.com poll, of course, that is brought to you by our friends at KavanaughCars.com. You already know that you can buy a car from Kavanaugh. Obviously, that's what they do. But did you know that you can sell your vehicle to Kavanaugh? They buy cars. Now, of course, you can trade one in, but they'll buy one from you even if you're not going to buy one from them. It's really easy. Go to the website at KavanaughCars.com. Across the top of the page, you'll see a big banner that says, We Buy Cars. So that's what you do. You click there, right where it tells you to. Enter just a little bit of information, and someone will reach out about purchasing your vehicle. It is uh, just easy peasy. If you want to, you can sell a vehicle on social media, but I can guarantee you this is going to be significantly, significantly easier. Again, uh, fun stuff coming up tonight around the pro sports world as uh, they've got uh, baseball action starting at 3 with Yankees and Guardians. You've got NLCS action getting underway tonight with Padres and Phillies. And then, of course, uh, in addition to that, you've got the NBA tipping off tonight with a doubleheader. Very excited to talk more about this Grizzlies team tomorrow as they're going to enter the season with, obviously, some uh, pretty high expectations. And, of course, I do want to remind you again that the ticket will be your home for Memphis Grizzlies broadcast here in the Northeast Arkansas area. So we're going to have that one for you here on the ticket tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a fun day, too, because, um, of course, you've got Grizzlies action, but we'll start getting into some midweek Sunbelt Funbelt action tomorrow as well. So there's going to be a whole lot on the slate as well, as October is just a phenomenal Phenomenal time to be a sports fan because you got everything going on. I mean, we're going to have NBA and MLB and college football and some NHL action all coming up tomorrow. That's going to be a big, big.
big deal. And again, it means that uh, we don't have to watch the Broncos anymore this week. Not that you had to watch last night's game, but I know a lot of us did. So, uh, by the way, saw this nugget earlier. Thought it was fascinating that Russell Wilson has never beat the Chargers. Interesting. Uh, one other note from around <laughs> the sports world. Of course, uh, I'm guessing at some point in time on Saturday, you tuned in to Tennessee, Alabama. Somewhere north of 11 million people did. But uh, if you saw the end of that one, then you also saw that it was an absolutely wild celebration in Knoxville. Uh, they obviously rushed the field and, of course, got fined there by the SEC. But you had victory cigars all over the place and videos of Nick Saban having a meltdown. And then, of course, at the end of it, the fans there at Neyland Stadium tore down the goalpost and tossed them in the Tennessee River. So what was the after effect of that? Well, Tennessee football, who is apparently very strapped for cash, has started asking for money for new goalposts. I don't have an issue with athletics programs asking for money. I mean, they do it all the time. But I think it's the way that they worded their tweet. Quote, y'all remember how he tore the goalposts down, hauled them out of Nayland, and dumped them in the Tennessee River? Yeah, that was awesome. Anywho, turns out in order to play next week's game, we need goalposts on our field. Could y'all help us out? End quote. I mean, come on. Now, it's working. At some point in time, I mean, yesterday, they had over $160,000. Replacement goalpost costs between ten and twenty grand. The rest of the money is going to be spent on other repairs like those needed on the turf. Everything else is going to go to the Tennessee Fund, which, of course, is it gives money to all of their different athletics programs. And I guess, I don't know if they're going to use some of it to pay the fine or whatever else but uh but yeah this is a a, a team a program that's going to get 55 million dollars from the league this year but yes please please help the poor volunteers replace their goalpost so sad that they are struggling that's it that's a wrap for us today uh, we appreciate everybody who hung out with us, voted on our poll question, which, by the way, I said we are going to look at the results on. And did I do that? Absolutely not. So let's bring it up real quick before the music cuts us off. What feels worse as a fan getting blown out earlier losing late? 70% of you going with losing late. Maybe one of these years we'll ask you that question after a blowout. We'll see. But, hey, uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thank you to Matt Stoltz for joining us. Again, that conversation will be up later at 953theticket.com. In the meantime, keep it here. Dan Patrick on the way next, followed by The Drive with Kate Carlton. Have it here in the morning for the Front Row with Budrow at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. We'll return tomorrow at noon. For Ryan, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great day. <laughs>